Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equipped to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equipped to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to another edition of Equipped to Be. This is Connie Albers. I have been talking about grief and struggles and strife and trials throughout several of the podcasts, and most of you know, because we have been, our family has been at a season of, of struggle and grief and And the truth is, so have you. I've heard from many of you. uh, I follow a lot of you on social media. I hear from you through messages or text or, frankly, through the conversations that I have with you. When you reach out to, to kind of talk about how do you process some of the things that are going on in your life. And with that in mind, I decided I want to talk about how to love your struggles and trials. I know that's kind of an odd topic, isn't it? But how do you love struggles and trials? I mean, isn't what we are conditioned to do is like avoid them, uh, push back on them, ignore them, suppress them, pretend they don't really happen because, well, that might make us look weak or vulnerable. And we surely don't want to post them on social media where, you know, the, the naysayers join in and pick the meat off the bones when you're down and you're struggling. That does happen. I see it all the time. I see somebody uh, walking through something and somebody will come in with a flippant remark. Are they well-meaning? Maybe. I do know that hurt people often hurt people and wounded people have a hard time sometimes rejoicing with others. I also know that people of certain mindsets haven't learned to walk with those who mourn or who, with those who, who get derailed. Maybe they get their legs knocked out from under them. You know, I shared a meme on my social media not long ago, just talked about the experiences of life. Uh, it was a, something from Hemingway. You know, you can't write about life if you haven't experienced it. And that really had me pondering some important points, things that God was already stirring in me. But it led to this particular podcast. If you didn't listen to last week's when I talked about grief and how to walk through grief wisely, I would encourage you to go back. That was uh, just a recent episode. So make sure you go back to that and listen to it. I tried to hit certain points. I tried to encourage you where you are, which is why I want to talk about loving your struggles and trials. I clearly remember when I was 17 years old. This is how it was such a defining marker in my life. My childhood had been less than stellar. Many of you can relate. Divorce, betrayal, abandonment, um, abuse, uh, it's become kind of common language as we have gotten more open about talking about things that happen to us. Not everybody does that, though. There's still a lot of people that kind of keep things very close to their vest, 
They don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want people's opinion of how they're supposed to do things. And I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying there are different people that process what's going on inside of them very differently. But I remember I was 17 years old and I was facing some important, really, really big decisions. And I found a book and I read that book and it never left me. <laughs> it was it was basically telling yourself the truth. I think I even have that that book uh, still because I am a underline, highlight, dog ear, take notes, write in the side margins, all of my books. And if you were to ever come to my house and you see books on display, those typically aren't the books that I have really marked up. The books that have really impacted me and marked up, I keep in a different place. And the reason why is they're personal. What God is doing in my life, what how He's speaking to me as I'm going through, say, a book, whether it's a parenting book, and I know many of you have written to say, you know, you've written all in the margins of Parenting Beyond the Rules, or you've written to tell me uh, uh, how you also mark up your books, you highlight things. I, I do the same thing with my Bible. I use different colored color pencils when I see repeated words or phrases or or when I see a pattern of something, or when a word strikes me a certain way, or I understand where I'm seeing this in another place of God's Word. I don't just mean repeated as in verse after verse after verse. I do that. I, I learn that way. How does that have to do with what we're talking about today? The profound impact that I gained at 17 years old of telling yourself the truth being honest with yourself. And the truth is, you are going to have struggles and you're going to have trials. And I came out of uh, reading that book and rereading that book and probably rereading that book saying, bring it on. Bring the trials on. Now, it doesn't mean that I enjoy them, but there's some lessons that we learn that make us better people, uh, stronger in our faith, stronger, better, more compassionate in our relationships with other people. So here's the points I want to address in this episode of love your struggles and trials, loving those struggles that you're going through and those trials. And I'm going to give you some reasons why with, with some examples and stories, just like that meme uh, from Hemingway, that you can't write about life experiences until you've lived life. Now, that's not to say you can't encourage others or talk about you know what you've learned because every day you've lived another day longer. I'm in a I'm in a different position in that I've lived a little bit of life here. I've got uh, a lot of decades under on my tires and a lot of experiences. All of those have added to my character. They've added to my resolve. And there's a there's a verse that I've kind of always held on to as I go through struggles, and that is in Lamentations. Uh, that is in the Old Testament of the Bible, if you're not sure where that is. But in Lamentations, this is what it says, Lamentations 3.22 and 23, that it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because frankly, the trials, the storms, the the struggles, they can actually consume us 
if we fixate on those and we don't have the right perspective and we don't tell ourselves the truth. Because God's compassions, they fail not. That's why we, we're just not going to be consumed. We, we might get derailed. We might get knocked off and have our legs knocked out from under us and, or get gut punched, sucker punched, whatever, and lose the wind. The wind goes out of our sails for a while, but, but we'll come back. You'll come back. God's compassions, they fail not. They are new every single morning. And every morning that I wake up, every morning that I wake up, and it's whether I have little babies or I'm in the the middle of, of raising many, many kids or trials in my marriage or struggles in, in business or with people, with friends even, I ask the Lord, I ask him every morning, what is my assignment? And help me to fulfill the assignment that you have for me today, every morning. See, we are under the wing of the covenant of God's grace, and it speaks mercy and compassion of God. And we do have to remember that because of God's mercies, we aren't consumed. But sometimes I have learned over the years There are people who want to glaze over the struggles and trials, and they want to adopt the mindset of, oh, it's all good. Everything's fine. Everything's good. And maybe those are the ones that are internal processing. Maybe those are your your people that have just a high, optimistic, positive, everything's going to be fine. Yes, this this is not fun. I'm going through some hard times, but I don't want to talk about it. And I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I am saying... God wants us to learn something through it. Some of you are probably going to talk about it publicly. You'll share with your friends or your husband if you're married. You'll you'll talk about it uh, with the Lord. You'll journal about it if you're like me. You'll you'll write about what's going on inside your heart, and some of that is documenting God's faithfulness that you haven't yet seen, or God's walking you through things that you've never walked through before, but. As I've titled this podcast, Equipped to Be, God has equipped you to walk through the struggles and not be consumed by them. Being consumed just has that mindset that you're going to sink. You're going to, they're going to like totally overtake your life. There are times when you've got a wayward child. You've got a rebellious teen. You've got uh, parents that you're on the outs with. Maybe you're on the outs with your adult kids. You're on the outs with your spouse if you're married. Maybe you're angry with God that things aren't turning out the way you had envisioned them to turn out. Whatever the reason, God has equipped you to walk through the struggles and the trials. And you can learn to love them. So going back to when I was 17, I wrote throughout that book, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. And all the trials, the time that I was bedridden with Lyme disease and I had five little children, the time, that time, that period where 
I couldn't dress myself or feed myself, or I certainly couldn't teach my children. I was totally reliant on other people. And frankly, I did not know how that was going to turn out. Would I ever get better? Would I forever be plagued with late-stage Lyme disease? Or the time I had a really bad accident, and it was a head injury and a leg injury, and I, I was saved by my daughter. Literally, I, I firmly believe that she did save my life. And that was so traumatic for her. That was her struggle, her trial, to kind of watch what was happening unfold. The times, and those are just a couple of them, the times my kids were, were really not on the same page with us. They didn't appreciate all the wisdom that we were trying to teach them at the time. They resisted and they pushed back and they wanted to be their own person, or their own struggles and trials when, when I had to see the death of a dream of some of my children. Boy, is that hard as a parent. You want to say, but why, Lord? And there's, you know what? There's nothing wrong with asking the Lord why. As long as the desire is not a shaking of the fist, why, God, are you doing this? But why, God? What do you want us to learn through this? What are you going to do through this trial, through this struggle, to make us more like you? I remember that for pretty much every one of my children, there were points and pivots and trials. And as a parent, when they're little, like little, elementary and under, uh, your response is different because you have more of a, a say. You, you have more control, let's say, of what you can do, and, and they're listening in a different way than, let's say, when they hit the middle school years. They're still listening. They're, they are taking it in. They might resist a little bit more, and it, it might be a little more of a struggle for you, and especially when they hit the teen years, where you think they're not listening, but I'm just going to tell you they are. They're taking it in. They may not apply it the way you suggest or recommend because you are wiser than they are. But when your kids become adults, you're in a very different place. You give suggestions. I was having a conversation with some mamas that had older children, and, and each of them talked about how they enter into their adult children's lives. Some of the moms felt like they just need to tell their kids what they need to do when they're having these conversations. Because if the child, adult child, is talking about what's going on, the problem they're having, then they view that as an invitation to help them fix the problem. The other one was saying, no, I do not interject unless they ask me for my opinion. And I'm of the opinion, for me and with my kids, it depends on my kids. Some of my children, some of your children, are going to be very receptive to your ideas. Some of your children aren't. They have their own mind. They have their own way. They're going to make their own mistakes. I just want to remind you, they are listening. They're listening right now. They're listening and they're watching. 
They're watching how you address struggles and trials. They watch to see if you get consumed by them. Now, consume, again, it doesn't mean that you don't struggle with grief. It doesn't mean that you you lose your footing a little bit. You slow down. You pause. You you aren't sure of which direction to go. That is not the right application of that. It just means that when the water comes over the bow of the boat and you start taking on water and maybe you think you are going to drown, you turn the bilge pump on. Now, okay, I live in Florida, you guys, so you can Google what bilge pumps and bow and all that means, but it just means when you do feel like you're starting to go under, there is a way of thinking and walking through that. So let's, let's talk about this. Because God has equipped you to walk through the struggles and not be consumed by them. And so when I was 17, I, I had this mindset, I still do. It's with me all these years later, decades later. That's the power of knowing the Lord. It's something you hold on to for your whole life, whatever comes your way. Now, I was probably a little more cocky than I am now. Uh, I was probably a little more bold and boisterous of telling people, bring it on. I love trials. I'm not quite as eager for them, probably because I've been going through a lot of them and you want a, a, a reprieve from them. That's okay. God knows. See, God's looking at your heart. Where are you ultimately going to land? When you get the legs knocked out from under you, when you feel like you're taking on water and you've lost, you've lost your way a little bit, God knows. Is your desire to land on your feet? Is your desire to get on your knees and look up and trust Him with the good, the bad, the ugly, the hard? See, struggles and trials, they're common to everyone. Scripture tells us they're common to everyone. You're having a hard time with uh, your thought life. You're having a hard time reading God's Word. You're having a hard time worshiping. You're having a hard time in your marriage. If you're married, you're having a hard time with, frankly, everything that's gone on in our lives for the last 18 months because what's right's wrong, what's wrong's right, nothing makes sense. You're a logical person and you can't see the logic in pretty much anything. You don't want to open your mouth to speak because of cancel culture. You're afraid to. You're afraid because we, what are you going to do if you use the wrong pronoun? It's like a massive game of whack-a-mole going on right now. You're being told, stand up, get out there, speak up. And then when you do, you get whacked back down, sometimes canceled. You get a little more hesitant to stand up. But is that what God's telling you to do? Is, is, is that what he's telling you to do? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I do, I do know things are changing. I do know all of us are under season right now of struggles and pain. And I'm just going to tell you, Scripture talks about suffering in this life. We're going to suffer. Jesus did. Why, why would we think we're not? We place our hope in the Lord, but that doesn't mean we get to not have to deal with all that life brings us, the twists, the turns, the pain, the suffering. 
But you have to remember, one, they are common to all people. Whether people, your friends, externally process, whether they share them or not, there's something. And usually, in about two or three questions, I can find out what's going on, what somebody's struggling with. Why? Because as I talk about in Parenting Beyond the Rules, you ask the right questions. And you're like, oh, Connie, how do you learn to ask the right questions? Well, it's a desire to know what's going on in the heart of of your friends, of your spouse, of your kids. It's thinking about the questions you want to ask in a way that you want to ask that isn't a one word, how you doing? Fine. That isn't asking the right question. Because people who don't publicly share their personal struggles aren't going to typically go into what's going on with them when you ask them a one-word question. I'm doing okay. God is good. I'm doing fine. And I'm not mocking people who say God is good. God is good. And that truly could be what they're holding on to. And they don't want to go beyond a, a level one, level two conversation with you. Perhaps they're afraid of looking weak or vulnerable or being guilted or shamed. Perhaps they don't trust you with that part of their heart. Perhaps they're willing—they're not willing to start crying. <laughs> they're not willing to be vulnerable, not just with you, but with anybody. They've got the walls up. But I want you, I invite you to learn to ask the right questions so you can walk alongside, so you know how to pray for people, so you know how to be a friend, love your husband or your wife, love your kids. Love your adult children, the ones that you're really not sure how to love because everything you do doesn't work. Number two, struggles and trials are teaching you something you wouldn't learn without them. True? If everything was easy peasy, you wouldn't learn what you're made of. You wouldn't learn the power of God. You learn patience, perseverance, and perspective when you're going through struggles and trials. You learn that going into it, there's so much uncertainty and twists and turns and emotions. You also learn that you don't know what the outcome will be. You you want it to be a certain way, but you can't be guaranteed that's going to happen. Can you? You learn patience as you're going through a trial and a struggle. Because as much as you would like to hurry it along, I I remember so many times telling the Lord, I think I've learned now. I think I've got this. Can you lighten up? Can you change my circumstance? To which the reply was typically, "Uh, no, not yet. I have a few more things for you to learn. Perseverance. We can get weary and tired and just want to quit. I often say, you can rest, but you can't quit. And often we feel like quitting because we get so overwhelmed by everything. And I'm speaking right now to you as a woman who has experienced enormous loss and trauma. No, it's not in the military or anything like that. But trauma is trauma, and it's going to impact you know, as far as like whatever it is for you, I am speaking to you from a place of really walking through some hard stuff. People that haven't done it can't relate. 
and you're trying to push forward one day, one step, and you're having to apologize a lot because you're missing this or you're missing that or you get behind on your emails or you you miss co-op or you know, you, you're not able to help your child with a homework assignment and then they didn't get an A and then they're mad at you. Mom, I told you to help me. Or you drop the ball on some other things that you should normally, you know, or that you would normally be carrying with, with ease. Maybe you lose your focus. Where am I even going? Why does this even matter? Who cares about what I'm doing? All of those are real. They're thoughts that can come across our minds. And we want to punt. Oh, you know, we feel like we're at the fourth quarter of a football game and the time is running out and it doesn't seem possible to get the football across the goal and get a touchdown and we just punt and hope and hope we get those extra points. Yeah, that does happen. I want to tell you something right now. If you're there, if you've been there, if you're feeling like you're in the middle of it or you have come out of something and you want to learn from it, remember, put it in perspective. In the grand scheme of things, it might be nothing. It might be minimal or it might be life-changing. I am of the mindset that every struggle and every trial that we face, that we endure, every storm that we have every conflict we have to work through is teaching us something. And so I want to invite you to consider what are you, what is God wanting you to learn? Empathy, compassion, perseverance, God's faithfulness. Because every struggle and trial makes you stronger. I'm pretty strong. <laughs> I've had so many. People have watched me walk through things. Uh, I, I get very private, as some people have noticed. I don't say certain things. Part of why I get private, I'm a very transparent person, is there's other people to consider. People that are also impacted or could be impacted. Sometimes I just have to sit and be alone with the Lord. I need him. I need to saturate my mind with the word of God for direction. Because as I told you that I, I do get up and I ask the Lord, hey, help me today to deal with today, minute by minute, second by second sometimes. Help me to take this thought captive because if I go there, I'm going to be taken on water. I could go down a path, and it's much, much harder for me to come back from. Depending on your struggle, depending on your trial, depending on your personality, depending on how God wired you, you're going to process all the struggles and all the trials differently. But I will promise you this, you're going to face them. Some will take your legs out and knock the wind out of you. Some will be like, piece of cake. Oh my goodness. I've been through this before. I know the drill. And some of you who are more optimistic and positive, 
you're going to be like, yes. And that is how I, I was after I had read that book. And I'm like, bring it. It's only going to make me better. And I have a quest for getting better. I have a desire to get better and to grow and to learn. I, I never said, oh, I want to be my best self. I just want to be faithful to what God's called me to do. Uh, my goal is not to live my best life. You know what my goal is? To stand before the Lord one day and have him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I gave you much. I allowed much into your life. And you were faithful. Perfect? Heck no. No one is. You aren't. If you think you are, let it go right now because you won't be. Remember, they're making you stronger. Some of you have followed me on my social media channels, and you noticed that my husband and my daughter, I did not post a lot while they were on their trip, but man, was I praying. But they both have motorcycles. My husband had a childhood, well, I would say childhood dream of driving across country on his motorcycle, and he desperately wanted me to go, and I did not. I couldn't. I would, I would be whining and complaining. I just, there's nothing about it I would have enjoyed. But my daughter, on the other hand, was all she was in for. Let's do it. And so they did. Three weeks. They touched the Atlantic Ocean. They drove like crazy to make it to the Pacific Ocean, put their hands in the Pacific, and come back. Oh, and people said, oh, what an amazing trip. You probably had a great time. And it sounds like it, doesn't it? Oh, man, that's such a cool thing. They knew where they were going. They knew the, the outcome would be to, to a, fulfill a dream. But what, what they didn't know were the trials, the struggles that they were both going to face. The storms, the rainstorms, the sandstorms, the wind gusts on a motorcycle of 30 to 40 miles an hour sustained with gust up to 60 on a motorcycle, the point of reaching your limit and just crying and saying, I thought I was going to die. Taking a turn and being concerned that it might go off the cliff if you hit some gravel. Now, I, I know that some of you listening, you're very much against motorcycles. You've probably had some traumas. One of my best friend's husband, uh, had a very bad encounter. I, I know lots of people, and usually when you talk about motorcycles, people always tell you about somebody they know who was hurt on a motorcycle. So that's partly why I didn't want to talk about it while they were on it. I was already keenly aware of the dangers. But during this, this pursuit of something, this dream, they endured incredible trials and struggles. They had to adjust and pivot constantly. Oh, can't go this way. We got to pivot. We got to go this direction. We got to go this back road. There's freedom in the pivot, friends. You may be going down a direction and you hit a struggle or a trial. And what you think might be derailing you might be just God's way of saying, no, I want you to go in this direction. I want you to trust me. Now, my husband and my daughter had no idea where these kind of back roads were going to lead them. But we were we usually have uh, weekly dinners, and everybody tries to show up. Sometimes there's all 10 of us, 
And sometimes, like last night, we had six. Because, uh, you know, people do have to work, especially when your kids get older. You want them to be working. One's out of town, and and uh, one was working, and the other two were on an anniversary dinner. So that's fine. There's never, there's never pressure. But I was listening as my uh, husband and my wife were, were telling their siblings about the stories, and they were honest. And he was like, yeah, this was really hard. People think it was just such such fun. And then they were talking about how they ended up on some of these side roads, and those turned out to be some of the most beautiful places, the scenery, the people, the experience, the, the winding roads. If you are in a struggle or in a trial, look for the winding roads. When God takes you on a detour or what you think is a detour, trust and believe that he has something that is going to teach you something, that he is going to grow you and stretch you, but that he is going to be faithful. That if you keep looking to him and say, okay, life is an adventure. It's full of twists and turns. When God says, turn right, I will turn right, not knowing where that's going to lead. And like I said, they do force you to your knees. Because in our weakness, God's strength is made known. Now, many of you have probably listened to all my strengths sessions that I talked about as a master coach. I talk about strengths and knowing your strengths and parenting your children to their strengths and how you build a team in your business, utilizing their strengths and their talents and how to develop their talents. But I want to say something. You can't and you will not always be able to operate from a place of strength. And you know why? Because if we did, and we got to where we were going, guess what would happen? <laughs> we, would, we would take all the glory, right? Oh, I just planned it all out perfectly, and this happened, and that happened. You can't control the weather. You can't control death. You can't control loss. You can't control all the things that are happening, your children's attitudes, Maybe your spouse's disinterest in your relationship. You can't control those. You can't gut through them either. They drive you to your knees. And that's where, when you are weak, when you don't know what to do, when you can barely do anything, God's strength is made known. And then when you reach the place, the assignment, you do the hard things, then it's God's name that is made strong and not yours. I'm all for strengths. You know, I talk about them all the time. I would be remiss to say there's not times, and it's misapplied if we think that we're going to operate out of our weaknesses we don't operate out of our weaknesses and those become strengths. We operate out of our weaknesses because God is leading, guiding, and carrying us. And lastly, they change you. 
Struggles and trials change you. They mark you. They give you wisdom, life experiences. <laughs> they give you a new perspective. They help you to see things differently. They give you empathy and compassion. Now, there's a whole lot more I could say about, about this, and I would, love, I would love to go deeper. I always feel like we run out of time on our episodes of Equipped to Be. I, it just, uh, I wish we could have more time. But for now, this is the time that we have. And I want to remind you of what I started with. I want you to love the strengths. I want you to learn to love the struggles and the trials that come in your way. I want you to learn to love them for the reasons that I mentioned. One, God has equipped you to navigate all struggles and all trials. It's going to look differently. Some are going to be harder than others. But you got to tell yourself the truth. And every time those thoughts go in a place they should not be going in, where resentment or anger or bitterness can creep in, take those thoughts captive to the Lord. Because they're teaching you something about yourself. They're teaching you patience, perseverance, and perspective. They are making you stronger and more resilient. They're also making you more reliant on a holy God who knows exactly what's happening. You may choose to deal with things privately, but you can't hide what's going on from the Lord. They do force you to your knees. And they change you. People often talk about why are grandparents different with grandkids than they are with their own children. Well, one, they don't have the weightiness of having to parent 24-7. But you know what else? Grandparents, they're older. They've had a lot more struggle and trials. And when they see the, the, the child who's having a meltdown, they, they know with proper teaching and training and self-control and all that you're doing to develop character and resilience and reliance on the Lord, they know you're going to outgrow that. Or grandparents, you know, are older. They've walked through a lot and they've typically seen God's faithfulness if, if they're a believer. They've also learned that every battle isn't what we think it's going to be. And, you know, we're not going to win every battle. It's, it's the war, and the war is keeping the heart of your child. The war is keeping your heart tender towards the Lord and leaning on Him. That's what we want to learn. And this particular struggle and trial that I have personally been walking through, wow, that's all I can say. I There is much to be said in my inner circle of friends that have walked with me through it. And, and not even my children, because they're busy and some of them, they're just, they're just, they care, but God hasn't appointed them to walk with me through some of this. They've watched me. But more than anything, it's been from the outside watching but when you allow certain people to come in 
and walk with you through the messy, the hard. That's a gift. It's a, it can be anyways. Choose wisely who you allow in that inner circle. But you will be changed. Your perspective, your faith will grow. Your perspective on situations will change. You might change how you believe or think about certain things. But I have gotten stronger. I have realized there's things that I can face that I never knew I could face because I hadn't had to. But, but you might, and you might be there now. So just remember, God is faithful. He never leaves you or forsakes you. He is your refuge. So lean into Him. I'd love to hear your thoughts and comments. I know we went a bit over on my episode today, which is exactly what God wanted. So share this with a friend, will you? I'm inviting you to tell your friends, to join us at Equipped to Be. We are making a difference. You are making a difference and an impact in every life that you interact with, even during struggles and trials. I know we want to avoid them, but sometimes you can't. So lean into Him and not into your own understanding. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.